from a narrow row where that song right there was a shit to me, bro. I heard that song and it made me feel a certain type of way. Um, what's that? It brings back memories of uh, El Parral Nightclub. El Parral. El Parral. Parayon Nightclub. Where was that at? Parayon. Uh, so even Linwood, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. okay. Everything, everything in that time seems a little blurry, bro. <laughs> 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 um, it's like uh, I remember one time they uh, asked uh, Ozzy Osbourne or somebody that was from that you know <laughs> rock era, um, you know, do you remember the Viper Room? And they said, um, yeah, if you remember the Viper Room, you probably weren't there. And so that's kind of, you know, resonant to what that song reminds me of. You know, I'm from an era where this was a brand new music that was introduced to us. Um, and it changed. It's, it, it spawned a lot of new, a similar artists and uh, just a whole other lane of uh, Mexican music, you know what I mean? Which was like uh, Narco Corridos. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're Hispanic. You don't share so much in that. Uh, you know, even though we're from the same era, you listen, you listen to a different type of music when you were coming up. But that was kind of my lane. You know, that's where I found my home. That's where I identified more with the culture. I remember wearing hats. I remember wearing ostrich boots, ostrich coats. You know, it used to match everything up. Snake boots. <laughs> Snake belt, you know what I mean? Uh, shirts with the flat, with the swings on them, yeah. and the uh, studs and all that. Some real Versace shirts, some fake Versace shirts. Uh, some real gold chains, some fake gold chains. You know what I mean? All that was that. hot. That was hot back then, bro. All that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was an era, bro. But uh, oh shit, you know, m- more to uh, point it back towards the show and not go off on a on no, a, no, no, I got you. on a you know. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. The reason I play that is that, you know, the first time I heard that song, I just really appreciated it for the art, the artistry. And, uh, you know, I've always been a fan of words, bro. And I've always admired, uh, you know, songwriters and anybody that knows how to put a song together and how to arrange a song and how to put music to a song. I, I always thought that was a genius um, because music makes you feel things and music is a soundtrack to life. Exactly. Uh, um, so the reason I play that today and, uh, you know, by the way, this is a uh, neighbor episode part two. Um, That's right. Episode two, baby. Episode two, man. Uh, we got some great response from the first one and uh, we're going to keep in mind one of the biggest things that you guys told us was it was a little too long. So we're going to try to make this a little shorter, but uh, to get back to uh, episode two, the reason I play that is because uh, well, the first time I heard it started, uh, you know, uh, what year? Oh, Jesus, man, I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. Maybe ninety four, ninety six, ninety four. I was Bulls won the championship. I was like, <laughs> I was either sixteen or seventeen, um, right around there. Um, but the first time I heard it, it was just very innocently. I, I liked, the, you know, like the arrangement of music. Yeah. What did um, it do for you internally? Well, that's what I'm getting oh, to. Okay, okay. The first time I heard it. <laughs> It was, um, it was just very, uh, you know, very pure. I appreciate the music, the artistry. Um, it was a different voice that we were used to hearing um, in our culture. He wasn't, you know, super polished as far as the singer, but... When you say he... Chalino Sanchez. Chalino Sanchez. But um, still, some for some reason, that grittiness and that rawness, just it appealed to a whole culture, and it just sparked 
a lot of similar artists in a whole other lane uh, as far as that goes. But what I'm getting to now and with this show, I'm hoping I can express, I can be articulate enough to express what I'm trying to express is now when I hear that song, it's completely different. Now, typically when I hear music like, like that, the first thing that comes running to my mouth, running to my mind is this sudden urge that washes over me like a wave washing over me. I have, I feel an instinct to get fucked up and drink because it's so associated with that music, with that time, because that's all I ever did when listening to music in that time. My body knows how to respond emotionally of hearing just the first couple of lines and verses in that song. Without me even thinking about it, my body is so well programmed that I'm thinking, right now, I want to have a fucking beer in my hand or a fucking nice stiff drink. <laughs> and I would be beside myself if I didn't have something secured in my pocket that I might want to line up a little later, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's just what's programmed in me. And so I'm get, saying this to get to the point that Sometimes music is associated to our triggers. Now, I hope this doesn't come off the wrong way. Maybe it's just me, guys. Maybe nobody else. Maybe, maybe everybody. Maybe I'm the only one. <laughs> you know, let's just say that. Just, just don't throw that blanket on everybody. No, I'm not. It's, you know, I know a lot of people um, personally that don't have the same reaction. Because they weren't probably going through the same things that I was going through in that time frame and didn't see it as escapism um, or didn't use it as escapism as I did in that time. Uh, which I, by, by the way, at that time I, had, I was unaware of this because what did I know? I was young, you know? Um, but it, to this day, every time I hear music like that, it makes me feel like my body automatically, automatically responds and it makes me feel like you should drink today. You should make a call and uh, secure a little fucking sack. You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe, maybe do something even bigger than that and fucking call some other people that might be like-minded, that might want to join you. And, you know, that's great. And I could still make those calls and uh, I could still gather people, you know? Or maybe maybe even easier. I make a call and, you know what I mean? There's already something going on and I get invited and there's, so it's just a bunch of us now doing the same shit. Now, I'm not being an advocate about against doing drugs. I'm not being an advocate about drinking. I'm just saying that for me personally, it's a trigger. And for me personally, I've operated blindly on that mechanism. And um, so now I have to be aware of it. And so... That's why I sometimes avoid certain, you know, gatherings and uh, certain people because, like I said, just because it's an issue for me, it doesn't mean it's an issue for everyone. But I need to be aware of this dormant programming that's been existing in me. And now that I'm aware of it, I need to move consciously towards finding a resolution to it. And I need a course corrected immediately. Um... The way I do that now is just simply changing the, the genre of music and playing something that I don't identify with drinking and I don't identify with getting high. Um, 
that's just me, like I said, maybe nobody else, maybe just me. Um, but that's something that I've had to come to realize and, and hoping to find resolution in these dormant patterns that have always operated in me and I was not aware to. I just chopped it up as, well, this is culture, man. <laughs> you know, I'm Mexican. I, I love banda. I love Norteño. I, uh, you know, that's who I am. You know, my dad listened to Mexican music and my uncle listened to Mexican music. And, you know, every weekend, you know, or every other weekend, there would be a carne asada at the house and they play music and they were drinking. And so that's what I grew up with. You know, and it was a norm. And it was, it was culture and, and it was fine. Like I said, not, not all of my cousins or not everybody, the music affected in the same way. You know, there was always drinking. I mean, I, who knows, you know, who knows how it's affected each one individually. And they've even found resolution or they've even found that it's affected them somehow. I've had to, in my struggle to find resolution on how to eliminate unconscious patterns that I've been operating on for years. And I always just scratch my head and it seemed like I was always living in a circle because things would progressively get better, you know what I mean? As people exited my life, you know, whether it be romantic relationships, friends, acquaintances, whatever. Um, it was always new people entering my life, but always attracting the same circumstances. And so it led me to, first of all, sit with that. Once I got extremely tired of it, once I felt like this shit has to fucking stop because this is going to kill me one day. Um, because it, you know, it started, you know, on a Friday, um, and usually it would spill into a Saturday morning or it might spill up into a Sunday morning. And then I'm going back to work with very little fucking sleep and I've been partying all weekend and sure we made some great memories and we had a fucking lot of fun and that's what 16, 17 year old kids are supposed to do. Right. <laughs> um, but then, you know, I wasn't 16, 17 anymore. Then I was 19, 20. Then I was 25, 26. And then I was into my 30s. And then I was in, I was 32. And then I was <laughs> 37. And shit, I was 40. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm just living my life in the loop, and the same shit keeps happening. And I need to find resolution because. This shit's not sustainable anymore. It's like, I'm, I don't want to do it and I keep doing it. What is that? What is that? Is that addiction? Do I not, do I not have enough willpower to fucking separate the two? Um, is it just because everybody I kick with kind of shares the same beliefs? Is it because what I'm good at and I don't have to try it anymore? And it's just like, it's become such a big part of my life that it's kind of taken over my life. And so, you know, I had to find resolution in this. And even before I got sick from cancer, this, these were things that were already on my mind because it just wasn't sustainable. You know? Going to work with no fucking sleep and, you know, having to work 12-hour shifts and fuck. It's, it's exhausting even just thinking about it, you know? And so your body knew it. You knew it. You it knew was it. it was programmed to respond like that. But somehow consciously you knew that, hey, this shit's gotta stop, but yet you kept doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
And, and so, like I said, I, I, I don't know that that's what addiction is. Um, now, another thing about it is, like, I never got too belligerent, you know. Um, I was always able to handle my drugs, you know. <laughs> um, I was always able to, you know, uh, didn't get, you know, aggressive or anything like that. But it's still, you know, as much as I used to justify it that way. Um, it still bled out into other parts of my life, you know, um, how I would deal with other people, you know, uh, the shortness of my temper, you know, not necessarily with those type of people, but, you know, when I got back to dealing with, you know, uh, significant others or, uh, you know, my family or, you know, my mom and dad, you know, being short with them because, fuck, I haven't slept for ever. And, you know, I'm on a fucking short temper, and now they're asking me for a favor, and I'm like, fuck that. The last thing I want to do <laughs> is fucking do somebody a fucking favor. Like, you got to understand, I don't fucking slept. What the fuck do you want from me? And so, you know, all of that, it's just, you know, uh, I don't mean to sound like an ungrateful kid. I mean, I love my parents, and, you know, I have my flaws, they have their flaws, but just with the timing of all this happening, it, that's how it, it would bleed into these other areas of my life, you know, and it just, you know, it really took me to get to the point of, how do I resolve this? Yeah. Sometimes that's the first step, is recognizing what it is. There's people out there today, right now, at this very moment, that have gone to similar situations that you did, that you have. And uh, someone we were talking about today, yeah. I won't mention their name, but yeah. they were probably, there's demons that they have to suppress, that have been suppressed. Yeah. There are things that have happened, traumatic situations. I mean, we're talking shit that's way out there yeah. without giving any specifics. Something that has been, that, that could have threatened your life, that could have ended your life, that just wouldn't change the very course of where you were going. They have not begun to even recognize that shit yeah. and just I think for you at that time to to consciously uh, think about that is it's 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 uh, it's monumental dude it's it's huge it's something that people don't want to face themselves in the mirror and say fuck look at me man like what the fuck is this it's that hard conversation that people don't want to have yeah. but you had it yeah. you had it in your head you had it in, you, you knew your body knew it and it's, it's not because I didn't enjoy myself at the moment. Yeah. That was not the thing. Mm -hmm. It was the complete opposite. I had a ball while I was doing that. <laughs> but the aftermath of that was what was fucking killing me. Like, yeah. I had no energy to do anything else. I mean... I'm sure there were days when you wanted to rest. Yeah, there was days where I wanted to rest. And, and friends hit you up. Yeah, friends hit me up. And where I started really seeing it as a fucking problem were... I would choose that over being, you know, working, you know, on my relationships that I had at the time, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, this was not anything that I let anybody know. This was an internal struggle that was going on with me. I mean, I couldn't, there wasn't even space to talk with with my friends because they, they seemed fine. They didn't have a fucking problem. <laughs> they seemed fine, you know, like maybe, maybe they were going through the same shit, but no one's going to talk about it. Yeah. Kind of fucking... Asshole, are you gonna be the fucking, you know, rain on people's parade? Like, hey, people are having a ball, bro. Like, listen, if you got this internal struggle, I mean, this is at least how I used to talk to myself. Like, 
Don't fucking rain on anybody else's shit, bro. Like maybe yeah. maybe everybody else is having a ball and maybe it's only affecting you guys. Yeah. And nobody else. Why would you be that asshole to fucking <laughs> rain on somebody else's parade? You know? So like I said, I'm sure there's people that have navigated through the same circumstances or different. And they've had different results. But yeah. you know, we're not all built the same. Yeah. There's other things that I've contended with that I'm probably a lot better to contend with than other people emotionally or physically or whatever it is. Well, we all have our challenges, you know, and, uh, but yeah, so I had to recognize that, man. And, uh, it's one thing that I do now to kind of gauge and try to keep control on the, on the situation. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. It wasn't, it was hard for me to realize that there was a fucking problem. I also think that you had a reputation to live up to. Boom. Yes. That's another thing. That's how people knew me. That's who I was. That's how they needed you. That's how they associated the, the reason or the belief for them to say, hey, let's call Jess. Yeah. Let's do this. You know, that they associated you with something and now it became, uh, you became a, uh, a fucking, like a, a mystic to them. Like, you know, someone that they loved having around. Someone that they believed that, hey, if Jess ain't here, it's not happening. Yeah. Um, you know, which now I realize, you know, there's a term for that and it's called trauma bonding. Trauma bonding. Trauma bonding. So tell us a little bit about that. Trauma bonding. I mean, you know, people associate with other people that are going to reflect the same thing that they're hoping to reflect. Wow. And so we're mirrors to each other. And so this is just maybe something that you do as a test to see where you're at. Everybody that you kick it with identifies with the same beliefs that you have, Mm -hmm. the same way of living, see culture in the same way, and you guys live in the same place and you guys are just a mirror to what keeps happening over and over and over. Um, and I think a lot of times that's detrimental because that means that you never grow out of that phase of your life. And, you know, like I said, you know, started when I was 16, 17, and then it led to me being in my forties and still having to contend with this shit at some level, knowing that it wasn't sustainable and knowing as, you know, the worst thing about it is like, I made it look very glamorous, you know? And who knows how much that affected other people. For the, how many other people I enticed by that, by those means of making it look glamorous, you know? I mean, we weren't fucking out there on the side drinking 40s, you know, torn jeans. We weren't begging for change or doing anything like that. I mean, we're, we're driving nice cars and we dress well and, you know, we're well-spoken and we have nice jewelry and, you know, the women were nice and, you know, so it, I think that's part of it, you know, that's, that's part of the appeal. That facade. The facade, you know, and, you know, people look up to that. People, mm-hmm. till this day, that's, that's it, you know, till this day, you know, that's it. I mean, you know, it's not just drug culture, it's everything else that's associated with it. Yeah, the cars, the, the music, cars, the, music the, brands, the restaurants, I mean, everything. The, the restaurants, whole, you know Like, I mean? uh, like you know, like, like Rodeo, like Bulici Town, places like that. Like, there's a whole... And, and again, no, not, these places are just establishments yeah. that provide a service. Yeah. Now, the way that you see these places is completely different. There's some people that can legitimately be going there and they love food. To, to, because they love their food and they, they're foodies and they're, they love to eat, you know, at, at these places. And then there's some people that go there with a completely different intention, yeah. you know? 
Um, you know, maybe Friday wasn't enough for them. They're still going, you know? And so, like, where the fuck do we go now, you know? Gloves yeah. don't open for another couple hours, you know? Like, I'm up. I'm not sleeping in, you know what I mean? Like, let's fucking go burn some time so the gloves open up and we do this shit again. I mean, that was <laughs> the conversation. Right. You know? And, and so you justify it, like, okay, we're going to go get some breakfast. But that's not really what we did. Yeah. And you know that. Bringing us ceviche and kawama. Like, are we really, <laughs> really going to go have breakfast right now? Like, all right, let's tell ourselves that fucking story. Like, I, I can't even really fucking eat. I'm so fucking high and drunk. You just sold it to yourself? Yeah, I mean, but sure. Yeah, let's, let's call it breakfast. That works, you know? And so, you know, you get there and then you order the appetizer that everybody kind of picks at. But more than that, you can, you know, got a couple buckets laid out and the shit looks hot, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those fucking beers are sweating. And you know what I mean? It's fucking amazing, bro. That fucking first beer. Oh, the perspiration. Oh, my God. Off the glass. Ya valeo madre. It's fucking beautiful, bro. It's beautiful. You know, I was thinking, too. I think you created, aside from all that, all that's going on, all these different things that are going on that you notice. But there's things that you're doing that aren't. That I don't think you even notice. Is the type of pressure you put on yourself. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? You, you, you create this this facade um, unknowingly, and then it becomes bigger than who you actually are. And it's a steam, it seems to be the version that most people acclimate to. Yeah. And so what are you going to do now? That everybody fell in love with this fucking side of you. Go bigger. Are you not going to be that fucking person yeah. anymore? Everybody loves that guy. Yeah. Where the fuck is he? Everybody loves that guy. They're waiting for him to show up. Maybe you love that version of yourself more than you do other versions of yourself. And so what do you do? You just keep playing that character out, you know, for the sake of of, of a spot in society or for acceptance. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? You got to keep in mind, this was new to me too, because as I mentioned in the first episode, I grew up in a, in a Jehovah's Witness religion, religion and all this was taboo, you know, all this was taboo. Um, you were method acting without without a director. <laughs> well, bro, it's like I, I, I could never participate in what was out there in, 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 in culture and in the world, and as soon as I got a, a moment to, where I could break myself free from those ties, I yeah. was gone. I was gone. You were out there like fucking Pluto, bro. And, you know what I mean, it was foreign to me, it was new to me, but it embraced me with open arms, and I just, I never looked back. I never looked back. Um, but it was, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's a hard realization. You know, it's like, I, like I said, I want to be very clear. I don't want to say, I, I love culture. I love music. I mean, I, I still listen. When I feel that I'm well enough and by myself and there's nothing around that's going to, where I feel that I'm in, I'm, I have enough power to listen to some music like that, I'll listen to it. Whether it be if I'm cleaning the yard or doing, you know, something that's going to keep my mind occupied that's not going to lead to me falling back into that little, uh, you know, until that pattern, and I, I and I and I have control over it. I'll, I'll listen to it because I enjoy the music. How does that feel? It's different. It's different. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but I, I mean, still, it's like I said. I'm, I'm a fan of people that can write lyrics and, and, and arrange music and, and arrange. But you know, but for me, it's it's different just because that's. I, how I associate it with music. So every time I hear this music, it takes me back to a certain time. Um, it takes me back to a certain time in my life uh, where, you know, that's 
that was a blind operating system and I didn't realize that that's what was going on until you know life got so hard and so out of control where I had to realize like shit almost came to an end yeah almost came to an end you know and you know I just I don't know but it could have just played out completely different and I thought it played out completely different at some point but I never imagined me getting sick to the point where you know it would put me on bed rest and my 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 spleen exploded because of the cancer, and uh, I couldn't even walk. Um, you were you were dead. You were, I, you were on your way out. I didn't have the energy to even sneeze. I didn't have that much energy to even sneeze. Um, my body stopped making red blood cells, and all my body was making now at this point was white blood cells. And I dropped twenty pounds or twenty five pounds in one month without doing anything different. And just my appetite was gone and my body was just falling apart, you know, just falling apart. And uh, it was, it was a tough part, man. It was, it was hard. Um, and uh, at first I didn't know what it was, you know, um, but it just one of those things. And like I said, this is maybe, maybe a cautionary tale for, you know, youngsters out there, you know, have fun, bro. Date women, you know, uh, Drinking's always going to be part of the culture, but maybe stay away from that a little bit, you know? But maybe you have, maybe you have way more willpower than me. You're not going to be stupid like me, you know? Good for you. Good for you. Not everybody. There was some people that lived through that same era and survived it absolutely fine, you know? And, you know, they're married now and they have kids and house, a house and, you know, they run their businesses and they got a good job and they contribute to society, but... That wasn't the case for me um, so much, you know, even though I wasn't out there running amok and committing crimes and doing shit like that, but... This had to happen. Um, like I said, I, I think my contribution to that whole thing was that we used to find ways to glamorize and shit where it looked glamorized. I mean, where do you think I probably learned it from? You know, watching somebody else, you know? And I was like, yeah, I like home, I like how homeboy moves and you know what I mean? I like what he's about and hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah, one. <laughs> More of that. Absolutely. And we have fucking women, we have cars and jewelry. Like, it's this shit. Like, who's not going to want that? Who's not going to want this? Especially seems like good, a good life to the naked eye. It seems fucking beautiful. You know what I mean? And and until this day, you know, it, it's still sold like that. But no yeah. one really talks about the backside of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, who wants to fucking be that vulnerable? You know? Who wants to come off like the fucking guy that... Is sandbagging everything he used to stand for. Like, yeah, I, I, sure. I mean, I participate in it. You know what I mean? And uh, it's that macho, that machismo part. It's like, it's that, it's that part of the the spoken word that doesn't want to be spoken. It's the shit you don't say. It's a code that's an unspoken code. It's something that you. It's a bad code. Yeah, it's a bad code. It's a bad code. You know what I mean? Like, I think people should have the pros and the cons of everything that you do. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, it, I think it's it's important. I, I I never really heard, you know, people in, you know, speak on it. Um, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a truth seeker. I even try to listen to every bit of information that's out there. Um, you meditate now? Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? You know, and who knows if I'm doing it right or not. But, you know, I just try to clear my, my mind of... Uh, all these thoughts that just seem to run like river, bro. You know, you got so many goddamn thoughts running through your mind on a, 
on a daily basis. I mean, so many things working on daily basis. And so it's like, you know, you're everywhere, you know, thinking about everything and not thinking about nothing at the same time, distracted. And so you gotta, you know, that's why I appreciate my time alone because it allows me to really meditate on what I'm aiming at now. And, you know, I don't have too much of a social life now. I mean, I'm hoping that will change as I get better and I get more of a grasp on the decisions that I make. Um, and, I, and I think it will, but you know, just, you know, if I've been operating on the system unconsciously for 40 years, I can't realistically assume that I'm gonna fix this problem in a, in, in a month, in a year. Uh, it's gonna take probably just as long, or you know, maybe, maybe I never fix it completely. You know, maybe I don't ever fix it completely. You're operating on something totally different before. And look how many years it took for you to get where you are now. Yeah. Can you imagine the amount of growth you're going to have in five or ten years? Well, I hope, you know, I hope. Uh, I hope to put a dent in it. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I, now that I got my health back and, you know, I'm doing a little bit better, like this is a second chance for me to write the, the second act of my life. You know, that's the way I see it. And, you know, one thing, when you come to that realization, like, okay, there's going to be a lot of people that are, Probably not gonna rock with me on the second act of my life because maybe they're still content with the first act of their life, or maybe they navigated it a little bit better than I did. And so you know, um, so you know, it, it's it get, it get the road gets lonely, bro. But there's nothing more meaningful than just having self love for yourself. You know, whether people are rocking with you or not, like you know, without holding any consent, people got their own lives. You know, yeah. people got their own lives to contend with, and it's not. I, I don't expect anybody to feel sorry for me. That's not why I'm doing this. Like, it's a blessing that at least I got to the point where I'm at now that I recognized all, all the fuckery that I used to do unconsciously. And now I'm aware of it. So now that I'm aware of it, I can start working on it. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's, an, it's an operating system that I've been on for 40 years. Um, and it's going to take a, a while to, to fix that. You know what I mean? But I'm also hoping that somehow by me, be vulnerable like this. I attract more people that you know might identify with this story, and you know we can kind of help each other out. I mean, there's a bunch of other shit that's fun to do, bro. That I never like, bro. I I love food now. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 I love food. What now. you trying to say, man? <laughs> I love food, bro. I mean, yeah. a lot of people that used to know me back then used to always be like, man, we never fucking see you eat. Like, yeah, I, I didn't fucking eat a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I love food now. Like, fucking food's so good. Like, oh, I've been, been doing myself a disservice, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. even restaurants that I used to go to a lot. I mean, you know, it's like, now I go there, but I actually go there to eat. And, you know, and it's like, fuck, I've been missing out. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. You know, and, and I, but I don't go with the same mentality, you know? I don't go with the same mentality. It's like, I'm going to go have dinner with a couple friends and uh, have a couple drinks and, you know, my goal is to be home at a certain time and I don't want to stay up just because I can't like I, I like I said I don't even have to think about that I'm great at it yeah and I could probably still drink anybody under the table if I wanted to. <laughs> but that's not the fucking point you know what I mean like that's not the point like that's not what I want that's not that's not what I'm shooting for anymore like I'm, I'm I'm targeting something completely different, something better for me. You're operating on a whole different level. You know, it's like, maybe other people are where they want to be, 
I'm not. I'm not where I want to be. And uh, I think I owe it to my higher self. I owe it to, you know, my, my family, my mom and dad, you know what I mean? To be like, all right, this fucking kid wasn't all that, you know, in the first part of his life, but he's trying to get it together, you know what I mean? And it might not be so much how they wish it would be like, yeah, my mom's very religious. Um, Your father too. Yeah, she um, she's very religious. Um, you know, one thing I, I will clear clear up that I said in the first episode is that I never really seen change in my family um, as Jehovah's Witnesses, but my mom was the exception. That lady is just like she's got a heart of gold. She's forgiving. She she's everything I would love to be. Um, <laughs> But it's just, you know what I mean? She survived a lot of things just out of faith and because she believes in the sanctity of marriage and, you know, and that, you know, she, you know maybe her husband hasn't been the easiest person to get along with, but she still respects that sanctity of, of marriage, you know? I, when I first got married, I thought, you know, like, well, shit, my parents got, never got divorced. Divorce wasn't even... A I mean, thought in my mind, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I'm like, my parents didn't get divorced. I'm sure I'm going <laughs> to be the same way and not get divorced. And you know, it didn't play out like that for me, but it's okay. You know, I mean, listen, that's, it's trial and error, bro. Um, you know, and you fall in love sometimes with one version of a person or they fall in love with one version of you and eventually everybody evolves and they become something else, you know, and if you're not strong enough or you don't love that person that much to keep staying in love with them through the evolving that they do or the regression, whatever it is, because it's always forward and it's always backwards. Like you might advance in something and then that throws you for a loop and it sabotages you again and then you regress. And you know, sometimes, you know, it's the female that gets tired of all the back and forth and the inconsistency. Yeah. And a lot of times it's men too. You know what I mean? It's men too. I mean, you know, I'm just going to be, you know, brutal. It's not, it's not just men. It's, you know, women too. That sanctity of, of marriage, like the, that, some, you mentioned that earlier, and that that, sh- that shit is gone, dude. That that. I mean, well, when you have shows, yeah, that <laughs> reality shows, reality shows that are based on fucking fuck. marriages like that, yeah, it just kind of shows you where the fuck that went. Right? <laughs> it's a fucking game show now, you know, and people do it for fucking clout and exposure and you know, yeah, um, you know, and. Yeah, a lot, a lot of it now I see is, you know, like, I, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, I'm no, no, I am wrong. I am wrong. It can't be everybody. It can't be everybody. There's a small percentage of people. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's not everybody. Nothing that I'm saying applies to everybody. Nothing is a blanket statement. There's always the exceptions. I know the exceptions. Yeah. I've seen the exceptions. There's some people that navigate through life way better than some of us. And then there's some things that I know I'm better at than other people, you know what I mean? But they've at least managed to keep the relationships going and yeah. they've managed to, you know, raise their kids as best as they can and their kids, you know, are, are, you know, are emulating the success that the parents have. And so it's great, you know, it's like, I'm not saying that this is a blank thing just because you're Latino and just because you listen to Banda and Corrido, <laughs> this applies to you and you're the same. No, fuck no. You're probably way smarter than me and I hope that you are. I hope, I pray for, for the culture, you know what I mean, that we're not all like this, you know, less of this, you know what I mean? Like more of the people that have kids that go to college and make something of themselves and have some type of a higher aim that they're striving to hit and you know what I mean? Just
just, you know, just some well-rounded people that navigate through our culture that we can be proud of. You know what I mean? We're not, you know, we're not all, you know, bad people. There's some very good people. And like I said, there's a lot of musician friends that I personally know. They're good people, bro. And they make a good living singing, you know, this type of music to this day, but they don't participate in it. They just, you know, listen, they're artists. They're artists. And if this is what the people want, this is what That's they say. Yeah. They, don't, they don't live that life. Yeah. They don't live that life. They, some of them don't even fucking drink. And, and good. Good. You know, I, I remember having conversations with, like, a couple people that have groups, you know, Norteño groups, and they're like, yeah, we first started playing, and we used to play hard rock. <laughs> what the? Yeah, like, you know, we used to play hard rock. And I'm like, seriously, like, yeah, but you like, know, we, yeah, oh, there was shit. no fucking money in that. So, you know, we fucking, you know where the money is, you know where the money's at, and the money's yeah. there. So, yeah. fuck, I, I can't knock anybody's hustle, but it's a beautiful yeah. thing. There's a whole lot of money out there. You just got to put your name on it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But I even revere them and I'm like, well, good for you, bro, because you're, you know, even though you're in that world, you don't participate in that world. That's control. That's control. I mean, that's. That's the beauty of having discipline and uh, will over your actions. I yeah. mean, that you can be in the thick of it and you can navigate away from it whenever you want and it doesn't affect you. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I encourage anybody that's a musician out there that genuinely does it out of the artistry and is good at it, like, keep doing that shit, man. That's beautiful. Like, you know, you guys don't just sing natural corridos. There's, there's all kinds of Mexican music in different genres, you know what I mean? But, you know, but it just, you, this is not a blanket statement, and it's not a knock on culture, and it's, it just, maybe, you know, if there's people that identify with it, it'll give you something to think about. Like, man, am I operating on a, on a system that I'm unconscious, I'm unconscious of? And if so, and if shit keeps happening, even though the people in your life keep changing, but it's the yeah. same circumstances, Maybe it's a good time to do a little self inventory on how how life's going so far, you know. And you know, maybe it's you still have time uh, to rewrite the second act of your movie. There's always time, you know. Yeah, there's always time. You know, God willing. I mean, who knows? That's I, I mean, you know, there's always time. I, <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. That that's we could unpack that further. I mean, I don't know if that's really the case that there's always time, but. I mean, if you're alive right now, you know, just start with the next decision you make. I mean, shit, it's Saturday. It's, uh, what time is it right now? It's, uh... 12.42. I mean, the day's young. Yeah. This, this day could go, com could be completely productive. <laughs> um, or you could just fucking <laughs> go crazy, bro. You know what I mean? You could just go fucking crazy, you know? I know there's people out there that are probably, you know, still going from the day before and yeah. shit. I know that well. I used to belong to that, you know, and, um, and like I said, there's no knock on it, and especially if you're having fun, and you're still being productive, bro, and, you know, your family's not falling apart over it, fucking good for you, it just, it just wasn't the case for me, and that's just my reality, bro, but, you know, like I said, no disrespect, this, this podcast is not meant to villainize anything, this is just my personal experience, and, I believe maybe there's more than just one person that it's affected this way. And if there's one person that can, you know, uh, reflect deeply on this, if there's one person that can reflect deeply on this and this might seem to help, then 
good. That's all that we meant to do by this episode. I mean, nothing else. You know what I mean? There's, I love every aspect of my culture. There's good and bad things about it. Um, even, you know, I've met characters that are not so favorable. You know what I mean? And uh, But everybody's good at the core, man. You know, you just never know what circumstances let people to cho choose different paths in their lives. Like, I would never pass judgment on something because I've never lived a day in their life. Um, just like if anybody tries to pass a judgment on me, like, you've never lived a day in my life. How, yeah, you, you can't, you can't pass a judgment on me. Well, passing judgment, like, hey, you know what? Someone is in prison. Uh, you know, they, they, they killed someone. It was an accident or whatever. They drunk driving. Could be anything. It could be the first time that's ever happened to that person. They probably have a good job. They live a good life. They're just hardworking individuals, just you know, it, it could happen to any one of us. Yeah. Shit well, happens and we all yeah. make mistakes and you cannot judge that person no. based on that one incident. It just it's cruel. It's not it's not something that you can do to everyone. I mean you can't do it to anyone in all actuality. It just it's just something harsh that happens and, and you really have to dig a little deeper to find out what it is and no one takes the chance to do that. It's really easy to point the finger. It's really easy to attack that person. But no one wants to point that finger back at them in the last place. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, that being said, you know, because of the feedback that we got on the first episode, <laughs> we're going to try to keep this, uh, you know, yeah. under 45 minutes. So, you know, once again, this was episode two of Enabling. Thank you, everyone. Uh, uh, me and Dave are going to sign out. <laughs> and I hope you guys have a beautiful Saturday and, uh, you know, make the choices that, you know, are suitable for you, you know, because... Yeah. You you make you make the choices that make sense for you and for what you're trying to accomplish. Like I said, always keep in mind and have this in the back of your, your thought process. Is this going to benefit the person I'm trying to be in a year? Is benefit the person I'm trying to be in two years, ten years, twenty years? Ask yourself that. Um, and you know, even more so, the people that have kids because they're not going to do what you tell them to do. They're going to do what they see you do. Yeah. So keep that in mind and uh, God bless and. Uh, you know, so episode three. Yeah. Thank you, people. Thank you, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, we're out. And uh, I'm going to go back to listening to Chalino. <laughs> 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 oh, God. <laughs>